love you. Hey, all you lovely couch potatoes. You're all so happily coming through that door to sit down and listen to us talk yet again here on the couch. I don't know why I tossed the title and I was going to let you do that, but it just it came oh, out no, that way. You did it. You, it's all good. I have to tell you, the last couple times that you've introduced the show, I just get a really strong Bob Ross vibe. And I, I'm oh, really? loving it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fabulous. Come on through that front door. Now, now take, take a little titanium white. That is the energy I would rather put out, but it always kind of feels like, especially when I start shitting on a movie, it just comes out more as like the the naggy critic, you know, just the douchey white guy. <laughs> but it's not. I would rather put out the Bob Ross energy. So fuck yeah. <laughs> well, it, except it, then I cuss, nice, yeah, and then that ruins everything. Fucking start. <laughs> And right. then, uh, you know, you get into what you're really passionate about, and that is shitting on films. I am the faceless Leon. Uh, I'm the green traveler. <laughs> and we're actually not talking about uh, movies today on the podcast. No. We are talking uh, Masters of the Universe Revelation, a sequel to the classic 80s He-Man show. And uh, just just a foreshadowing for you all out there, a long time ago I said that one of my problems with the TV talks was going to be that we were typically only going to be talking movies that we both like because TV is very hard for me to watch Right. because it feels like it's a lot of time. You have to put a lot of your time and effort into watching this shit. And like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I am such a hurrying individual. I am always trying to go on to the next thing. That a TV show just takes up a lot of that time. And so I just, you know, I, I hardly ever get through it. And so, you know, when I was envisioning TV talks, I figured it'd be very difficult because most of the episodes are going to be us gushing about television or what makes a certain show good. Right. So we have a special episode for you today because I did not like this show and we're <laughs> going to talk that later. <laughs> so I feel like, uh, and this is just a curtain to our closing statement early, that this show is very divisive uh with the yeah. audience because i thought it was pretty great i feel like i hate it for different reasons than what most people hate it for oh that's fair though it, it from what i've seen it seems like and i don't want to get into the show too much yet but it feels like a lot of the contention of this show or i don't know if contention is the right word but a lot of the the hatred the show is getting is from former fans sure. like people who used to love the old stuff and don't like what they've done with the new stuff and and I'm not one of those, so it's like I feel like I have different different I have maybe caught two or three episodes of the original show. And I will tell you, is very slow moving, kinda jumpy though at the same time. Like you know, they'll be doing one thing and they're doing another and you know, I'm shitting off somebody's sh- uh, favorite show now that I haven't actually seen. <laughs> but it just felt like a lot of shows of the era is the thing. Right. And, and this is much more defined, yeah. clear cut. It has yeah. an actual direction of what it's trying to do. So yeah, you you look at the original like the the same way you look at original Doctor Who. You're like, how is this for children? <laughs> you know, like it, it's it's very slow and dry, and it's just like I don't see children being very interested in that kind of stuff. So it's right. like it it just rocks me that kids at the age did watch this stuff. This yeah. was their 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 jam. I'll tell you though, <laughs> I watched a lot of Thundercats. Because it was on Boom. Oh yeah. And <laughs> on the cats. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it has that same 
draw. Like, yeah. it, it kind of just creeps along. Like, that there's... Right. Like, the climaxes right. aren't... I don't know. They never really seem to hit all that well, I mean, hard. that might be... Prob- we might be, like, stepping in on, like, a generational discovery, though, because yeah. it's just, like, that might be why our generation has, like, so much anxiety problems is our shows, like, <laughs> what was made for us in our age were the more like action and like got to keep the kids interested right. got to keep them you know we got to do something next you know teletubbies and all that shit yeah like <laughs> <laughs> they were fucked up from the get go your, your description <laughs> was nothing like what teletubbies is uh, dude teletubbies makes no sense it is no. just the next the next crazy <laughs> shit after the next crazy shit that's what I'm saying is like it, uh, they just had to keep going you made me drop my notebook <clears throat> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Take me out to the living room. Take me out to my chair. Shut the curtains and turn on the tube. I don't care if we even eat food for it's the faceless pitch. Yeah. I tried to snap like a little beat in there. I liked it. I liked it. I don't know if it really lined up or not because of the internet, but I we'll know, see. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it, it together and it'll sound just like, end. I'll be snapping. Yeah, I'll be snapping over all of your lyrics and they're like, will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> so, uh, it's not like, I mean, though, you know, they probably feel the same way as soon as I start pretending to give a tune um so welcome to the faceless pitch this is uh, uh my podcast now <laughs> yep you took it over i took it this over this is where you like you usurp your whole form just to, like coat everything and now it's just like instead become, of a couch it's just your body yeah i become the room i am the couch so here on the faceless pitch I talk about three TV series that I have watched recently, and to give you a little view into my addiction of television, I watched these all quite some time ago, actually. I have this list in front of me of television shows (laughs) that I've watched. So, first, I want to talk to you about one that I have been pretty excited to talk about. I feel like this one, a lot of people have saw it, and... We're like, okay, that looks very strange, and have just passed it up. I'm talking about Sweet Tooth. So, Sweet Tooth on Netflix. Is that the Jason Momoa one? No, it is not. Uh, I think that's called Sweet Girl, and I do think that's actually a film. I I, I think I told you that I thought it was a series at one point, but I think that is a film. Gotcha. Sweet Tooth is a post apocalyptic series about but the pot so this illness this apocalypse illness so that might be an ill-timed thing for some people right now because of the pandemic (laughs) but illness does kill off a good majority of the world's population but at the same time all the babies start to be born as hybrids and when i say hybrids it sounds like maybe like am i talking about vampires what's going on no they're like half human half some kind of animal creature and the main <laughs> character's name is gus and he's half little boy and half deer oh gosh so i yeah so it kind of like when you watch the trailer you're not sure if it's supposed to be like tense and a little nerve-wracking and depressing or if it's supposed to be cute and inviting and i'll tell you i watched this show 
And it is both things. I, I don't know how they did it. And it's actually, I feel like it does it very successfully. So Gus, he lives out in the woods with his pubba, which is what he calls his dad. Oh. Uh, Will Forte plays his dad. Oh, nice. Yes, but something happens to Pubba, and he decides to follow this gentleman that he just calls Big Man. Right off the top of my head, I'm, I, I didn't actually pull up the cast list or anything. I apologize. But he, uh, before the apocalypse, was a football player, and now he is taking care of Gus as they journey across the country, which is taken over by these anti-hybrid militants who mm. are trying to also cure what they call the sick because there's still bouts of it going on. They meet this person who was a part of this tribe of teenagers who were again, like they were trying to be against the system and also try to be a safe haven for hybrids and one of them named Bear because they all take animal names decides to go with them and that is the the little unit that we follow through this and there's also a B story with the scientist trying to save his wife and cure the sick so it, there's hmm. it, it's it's very very complex uh storytelling but it does it in a way that it like i said is engaging you feel for these people do find some adorable elements with the the hybrid characters I don't know. It's it's just it just it kind of blew me away. I really was surprised by it. So, what do you yeah. think, Greedy? Is it animated? No, this is live action. Interesting. Okay, yes, that makes it way action. more interesting. So there is uh, some CGI and then some really good makeup. Gotcha. Because you said Will Forte, and I, I immediately just started thinking it was animated. Because isn't he no. more of a voice actor typically? Uh, or? Sometimes I I honestly most of the stuff I've seen him in, he has been is live, live action. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but he does a lot of like TV stuff like Yeah, I don't I don't see him in a lot of stuff. I do like what I have seen him in. Yeah. This is good. He's good in this as Pubba too. He 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 really he tugs at nice. the strings. Uh it definitely sounds intriguing and I understand why I haven't heard about it until now and it's because <laughs> right. uh, it's such a concept I mean. Well, also I work with mostly women. I think I've worked with four or five women who have gotten pregnant. So this this would have been like a huge fear of theirs if they were going to give birth to like right. a hybrid baby. To a, yeah, a little monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine the majority of the individuals who watch television around me that I see on a daily basis probably pass this up for that fact alone. Maybe. I mean, maybe maybe they did see it. Maybe they did, and I just haven't heard them talk about it. But yeah, I didn't hear anything right. about this. But it it definitely sounds intriguing. I would take a swing at it. Sounds good. Uh, just just as a last note to it, it seems like something that would be really easy to just pass up. But I think it will surprise you. Next pitch: Midnight Gospel, or rather, the Midnight Gospel is created by Duncan Trussell. He has a podcast, uh, I believe, called the uh, Duncan Trussell Family Hour. Uh, yes, that is correct. And uh, I haven't really listened to much of the podcast, but I followed it because of this show. So, in the Midnight Gospel, you follow around Clancy, who 
This is animated, by the way. I'll, I'll clear yeah. that up, up front. I've actually seen a few episodes of this one. Okay, so anyhow, Clancy, he has a simulator that he has bought, and it takes him to uh, virtually to other worlds. Uh, but you, you could like really die in these simulators. They're kind of they're kind of fucked up, and he, his is kind of broken too. But he goes there, and then he ends up interviewing somebody that lives in this simulated world. These interviews are actually cut from the podcast and then put into the show. And it's a really cool concept. And I this has actually been the second time that I've watched this because some of the stuff that they talk about really blew me away. There's a lot about death in it. Uh, and, you know, you get people's real feelings, like people who know that they're going to die. That He interviews his mother at some point and she has cancer. So it, there's some really just some great philosophical stuff here and some really kind of mind warping animation. And that's my pitch for this show. Easiest swing I ever made. That was a really good one because I haven't finished it. I just watched a few episodes, but I remembered a friend had uh, told me, she's like, oh, you have to watch this. This is definitely up your alley. Make sure you take an illicit substance beforehand. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I uh, clearly I did not take the ellipsis, yeah. the, you know, the, 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 bad, yeah. the bad drug. No, I wouldn't. But I will say that, you know, with an, an inebriated state of mind, this show is just, you know, it's fun to just sit back and get yeah. wowed by. Like, it's oh, very definitely. deep and it's, you know, the animation is amazing. So, like, I'm not saying people that you should go out there and do things, but... If you want to. This is one of those shows that it's really nice to just sit back and relax to at the Hell very yeah. least. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it, again, it is, it's just trippy absurdity. But the, what they're talking about is very deep and like the animation is at times very hilarious. Like there's a lot of some there's a lot of funny stuff that just happened through the story and the how that kind of juxtaposes with what they're saying. And it, yeah, it doesn't really juxtapose. It kind of just works. But it's it's just funny. It's really it is. I don't know why I didn't finish it. Basically, is I guess what I'm trying to get yeah, to. It's funny in that like. Oh man, is it okay to laugh at this kind of way? Not like it's offensive or anything. It's just like yeah. it kind of plays with our taboos a little bit. Right. I, yeah, I can't recommend it enough. Like, I'm sure somebody will watch this and get offended because yeah. people like to get offended. But it, it, it really makes you think while, while you laugh. And like, I, I think the reason I didn't go further was like there was just some stuff that they were talking about that like kind of worked at my anxiety. Yeah, because they 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 do get really close to some like triggering issues, and they I do. feel like there are some people who might you know might not be able to make it through some of the stuff they talk about because it it is very deep and heavy. Definitely, and I feel I think that might have been why I didn't continue. I feel like I probably watched one episode that was just like a little too weighing on my mind, and I was just right. like, they get into it fast. They get into yeah. it fast, then they stare there for a little while, and then they you know they uplift you. I, I do yeah. hope that you get back into it because, I, like I said, I've watched it twice. So, our last pitch, and maybe I should have done this one in the middle because I, I have an unpopular opinion, I think. This is the IT crowd. I like Richard AOA and... I want him to play the doctor so fucking badly. <laughs> yeah. So, I really like the actors who are in this show. Richard AOA plays Maurice Moss. We both really enjoy him. And you you have, I think, expressed on the show and you did 
on record just a moment ago, but I don't know how you want to cut this. (laughs) I'm going to keep it. (laughs) Okay, sounds good. He's going to be the doctor in our minds for forever, so just make it happen, Britain. (laughs) In a year, the rule's up for grabs. It's his. He can have it. I want him to have it. Yeah. Uh, though I do also feel like I, I I would feel bad that if they did just one shot with a female doctor and then changed it up. Yeah, I, but, I mean I do want to keep that option open too. That's why my other choice is Letitia Wright. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. <laughs> I uh, love her, but the Black Panther's got her locked down, man. <laughs> so Richard plays opposite of. Chris O'Doyle uh, in this partnership of nerdy nerdy love. I I think you're both fabulous actors, uh, and you really did crack me up in this show. As well as uh, uh, Catherine Parkinson, who plays their boss, but she knows nothing about IT, which is you know one of the part of the bit. <laughs> uh, and they have uh, two bosses over them. One played by Chris Morris. He starts off the show as Denholm Renholm. I, uh, it it's been a while since I watched the show, so I don't have it in my head how to pronounce it. But it's the name of the company that they work out as well. Eventually, they mm. kill off Christopher Morris. I I don't know why. If there was some reason, I think he was still part of the show. But they bring in Matt Berry as his son, Douglas Renholm, and Matt Berry I think is one of the most hilarious people on the planet. You would know him probably, I think, most properly from. The Toast of London or uh, What We Do in the Shadows, the TV, the televised version. But anyhow, I didn't like either of those characters. <laughs> like, they, they're funny and, you know, they know how to tell a joke. But most of the jokes were about sexual harassment. And I don't know. And, yeah. and that was really just the whole show was mostly sexual harassment jokes. Uh, and I did not enjoy it, but, uh, I thought Jim Barber and the two guys from IT had a great chemistry, but they didn't do very much with, uh, Jen's character. Once they started having good stuff, it seemed like they would go away from it. And it only had right. five seasons and only in the fifth one only just had one episode, which was like a send off right. episode. I don't know how yeah. like popular the sitcom or how long sitcoms stick around in England. I also want to do shout out to Noel Fielding who played plays Richmond in it. He also judges um the Great British Bake Off. He's great. I thought he was also hilarious. <laughs> Everything with Richard with Richmond is is pretty great. But he like leaves the show and comes back like whenever the fuck he wants. <laughs> so I I just the the show's just kind of a mess in my opinion. I, it was hard for me to say that I enjoyed it. I I agree with you because I we were recommended this a long time ago in like high school or not high school college by our couple friends of ours, and I watched I think all of it with them. And there were three episodes that I thought were some of the best episodes of television ever. Right. There, there's one. There's one episode that I definitely include as one of the best televisions of episode ever, and that's the uh, the one where they go to that theater, and one of them get ends up somehow becoming like an employee there randomly. <laughs> like that episode is fabulous. It's so funny to me. And, like I, I think the other one like becomes part of the actual play itself, and like it, it's it's ridiculous, but. <laughs> I don't know. Most of that show just, it felt like there was great concept that wasn't grasped. Right. Definitely. And so it's like, yeah, I, I watched all of it with my friends and they're all laughing and having a good time and I'm laughing, but 
I'm laughing more with them and not at right. the show. Right. I, the only thing I loved about it was Richard Aoade. The only thing I got from that, well, that was my first ever experience with Richard Aoade. I watched all of it and my one takeaway was I want him to play the doctor. Right. I don't want him to bring that character to the doctor. Everybody everybody that talks about Richard Aoade being the doctor seems like they just want that character as the doctor. They want Moss. Yeah, I want the actor because yeah. he was fucking beautiful and I can imagine him perfectly oh, playing definitely. the doctor. He can be a you know a nerdy, you know, guy that just appears somewhere but at the same time could also scare the living pants off of you by doing something so ridiculous that you're like, "Why would you do that?" <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah, like he, for sure. he he just carries that charisma. I think, yeah, he would do a great job. And in this, he does also have a great – it does a great job. And there's a uh, a D&D episode that I thought was great. Like it wasn't like right. the whole episode like they do in Community or anything. But it it's it's a great bit when it when they're taking these like stuffy, sexist businessmen and making them play D&D and talk about their problems. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's it was a swing and a miss for me. Yeah, I I enjoy the enjoyment others get from it, and I understand when others call it like one of the best comedies of all time. You know, I'll, I'll let them have it. You know, sure. the, it definitely I have seen its power. You know, people clearly enjoy it. It's like when when I watch Big Bang Theory, I hate the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, hey, I'm not a huge fan of it. Yeah, everybody who watches it though, they're all laughing and everything, and they're having a great time. And I'm like, you know what? If it makes you happy, it makes you fucking happy. That's, That's great. True, one hundred percent. I'll respect the IT crowd for being a a good comedy. It wasn't a good comedy for me. Yeah. Richard A. O. Wade and Chris O'Doyd, they were the only ones that stuck with you. Really, you know, th- yeah. yeah, it was their care. It was their chemistry, and that's all it needed to focus on, really. But yeah, and I will say, I like other stuff with Matt Berry so much more. I did not like mm. Douglas Renholm. So. Let's move on to something else that you didn't really enjoy. <laughs> yeah. But here, here's the thing. The reason I was able to get through this, it's five fucking episodes. Yeah. So, you know, I watched the first one and I was like, okay, I like this. And then the ending happened of the first episode. And I think a lot of people don't like the ending. That's another thing. I can agree with them. I like the choice it makes to do, you know, it tries to do. Right. I don't think they really capitalize on it in my opinion. But, you know, there's an, and we'll talk about it soon, but there, there's, a decisive moment at the end of episode one where I just didn't like the show after that. And I think the reason was because I didn't know anything about this show going forward here. My only knowledge of He-Man, I know the show, I know the characters, I've seen some of the clips. I know Skeletor, you know, I I could say Skeletor and I could say He-Man and that was about it. The only knowledge I had was the animated cover of four non-blondes, Hey, hey, or hey, 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 you know, that's it. That's the only experience I had was that ridiculous animated video where He-Man, you know, where they just took clips from the the old animated show and it's the best made it to made it to that four non-blonde song. It's fucking beautiful. I love it. That is honestly like I know that I've heard the song before that, but. That was right. definitely my introduction to that song. It was one of my favorite Same. songs. Not a night, Same. ironically, is a great song. Right? It's uh, great. But that's that's my only experience with it. And so, they make a decision at the end of the first episode that's like, we're not doing anything that you know of prior to this. We're scratching that. And the next three or four episodes are going to be completely different. 
And it's like, that's a good decision. You know, that is good. Yeah. Because everybody had been telling me prior to this that you don't need to watch the original show to watch this show. I think you're wrong. Everybody who's told me that, I think you should probably watch the original show because even though a lot of it's explained in this show, me watching this and not really being invested, I missed all of that exposition. And so, I had no fucking idea what was uh, going on. They kind of do a blurb at the very beginning of the first episode. And it's it's very much something that you could glaze over because it's it's and you know I I feel like it's also something that I kind of did in the Adventures of Alagorn was it's it's a, just a big narrated blurb and you know I I felt like when I was writing it that I had to introduce the people to the wor- world but if you're putting it on and this is just a purely audio format for the adventures of Malagorn. If you put it on, you're probably doing something else as well. So it's probably not super easy to engage with. So secret critique right. of the adventures of Malagorn. Please go check it out. Still. <laughs> I, I, I do think that, uh, that particular problem we fixed as we went along. I think we've done a good job. I do too. And yeah, I hope that people out there are enjoying it uh, and there will be more. So this show, though, I think Kevin Smith knew or maybe the producers knew that we needed some kind of context. And so they throw that little tag on there. But like I said, you can go right over it and miss it. And then it's like, oh, okay, so they don't know that he's He-Man. So, right. yeah. Because that, that's where I was really confused because, again, I didn't know anything about this. So, at the very beginning of this show, when he first becomes He-Man, you know, they clear the room and everything. And I'm like, okay, so not everybody knows. I get that. Kind of like a secret identity kind of thing. But there's like two people still in the room with him and he transforms in front of them. And it's like, okay, so his inner circle knows. That's where I was like, okay, sure. Yeah, you know, his best yeah. friends all know. That makes sense. Bat- you know, people know who Bruce Wayne and Batman and it's all the, his close friends. And some of his enemies on accident. But it's like, sure, that makes sense. And then, like, maybe five minutes later, you know, something happens. Yeah. And somebody else is like, oh, you're He-Man. I'm just like, what? But you were like, what? And I was just confused for the rest of the series after that. (laughs) And so, like I I said, you missed the blurb. The the blurb yeah. literally says these four people and and it uh and it's just an it just shows the illustration. So if you weren't looking at the screen, you missed it. Right. So that is one big fault I do think is with the show. I don't think if you catch that blurb, if you take this PSA from your friendly uh critique, mm. then you can watch this without watching the other show. But if you miss that blurb, right. it's, you 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 might not know what's going on. But see, I don't want to put that on the show. I put it on the marketing. Like, yeah. everybody and, and all the people who've been talking to me about this show, it's like, you have to go see this. And I was like, well, I haven't watched the original. And they're like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's fine. I don't know. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's made better by knowing more. Yeah, that is 100% what I will agree with. I think you could draw a lot of context from that original show that will make it easier to understand what's going on. But at the same time, if you are paying close attention, you will. It is catchable, and you'll mm-hmm. you'll be fine. Like it's not necess- It's not a necessity, but I do think that it will benefit you in enjoy your enjoyment yeah. of the show. Like I said, I I barely knew some of the characters. I inherited hand me down toys from the series. 
I gave right. them my own names, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think the names I gave them was better, even though I don't remember what they were. Some of these names right. are, are, it's definitely straight from the fucking, the 80s. They, they, <laughs> they, they didn't try, but I feel like in the context of this particular show, it works. Like, they just, in the world that they live in, people just go by goofy names. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everything's goofy. I mean, just fucking He-Man, yeah. Skeletor, like, it's yeah. all just, yeah, it's dumb. And what's yeah. the what's the fucking castle? What's a uh, uh, castle gray skull? Gray skull, yeah, and it's a gray skull. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just genius. What is it? It's again. I I get it. I get it's for kids. Like that's that's another thing. Is like I it know it's for not kids. for for me, and like I'm stepping hard back on this show because it's like nothing about it grasped me. Like I don't know. It just and I think that's why again I think that's why you need the original show so that you're invested in these characters at least sure. somewhat like all I did is I went in knowing who He-Man and who Skeletor was those were the only things I knew and I knew that Mark Hamill played Skeletor oh hell yes he does <laughs> so here's the thing I have a natural attachment to two characters Hey y'all, past me is about to drop a huge spoiler, so skip to minute 30 if you want to avoid that and continue to watch the show. Thanks. And slight spoilers for the first episode, people. Guess what? They fucking die immediately. I'll put up a spoiler wall before I buy that, but they just, they fucking, <laughs> they die immediately. They do. And it's like, all right, we're not following the two characters Greg knows and what only interested him in this movie or in this show. Yes, we're going to follow other characters. a reason why they don't put He-Man in the title. Yeah. <laughs> this, right. Yeah. So that, and I do think like, you know, we could maybe drop the spoiler wall, the, the, the end of it right here. This story primarily focuses on Tila who is voiced by Sarah Michelle Gellar, which she does, I think she does a great job. I, I, honestly, the voice work in this is pretty great. I, I don't think you can really yeah. complain about the voice work at all. I didn't think you, it was compelling, but it was good. Okay. Like, it was, well, it's good. It is good voice acting, but it's just, it's not like, you know, I, I've seen so many more investing, sure. you know, scenes in animation and anime that, you know, the voice acting was just more like, I felt it. Whereas here, it's just like, yes, you you did a good job and it definitely reads well. It just, it's for kids. <laughs> Gotta step back on it. So, <laughs> yeah. And I, so we have Kevin Smith on this project. I'm a, a pretty big Kevin Smith fan. I'm not going to sit here, though, and say that everything the man has done is a pot of gold or anything. I'm more of a fan of his long tales. Oh yes, he's just a fabulous personality. I I I love him. He seems yeah. like a, a genuinely awesome dude to to get to know. Right, and, right. He's welcome on the podcast oh, whenever if he hears this. Oh yeah, if you hear this, Kev, just come on over. I'm sorry could, if that's we could talk familiar, DC comics and yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. We want to pick your brain about that because you are definitely way more knowledgeable than we are. Uh, but also, uh, he did get to work. Uh, a, we got Mark Bernardin writing some episodes too, and I love your guys' podcast, uh, Fat Man Beyond. What was I actually saying about Kevin Smith? Oh, I, I also really like his style. Like, I 
like I, I don't enjoy every single one of his flicks, but his style is always there, and I I love it. Yeah, and it it makes for you know laid back movie watching. It's it's good, mm-hmm. and it really blended well with the the universe that was set up. I assume from the original animation. You know, I right. haven't heard people complain about the universe. It seems like the universe seems fine. Like they they did a good job at you know recreating this world. Right, and I think uh, I'm just with the on the opposite opinion with you with what they do in the first episode because I think that I that think it's was a bold a, choice. A, yeah, it was a bold choice for damn sure. It, it just set our expectations on their head. Then we follow Gila and find out that the, the world is basically dying and she has to team up with Evil Lynn who, I once again, I didn't know that they would i know a lot of uh, quite a few evelyn's and (laughs) yeah uh there's a joke about her name specifically in the show which i appreciated (laughs) uh but evelyn's played by lena uh hetty i believe that's how you pronounce her excuse me and i i thought she's got she's got a really interesting voice i really liked her character i did too and like it they actually made it the evil in a very deep and interesting character like the very very multifaceted and i'm sure in that original show all the characters were pretty 2d i, I i'm sure probably that's yeah. just how kids television was so she probably was just evil through and through on the animation so i'm happy that they that they got a chance to kind of develop this character and the things that i think happen in the story it's a good start I think for a reboot is is to totally re to totally change everything ab- about the show to make it a new show. Right. Like they they you know you you start out with the status quo and then you blow it up. That's how you tell a story. So for that reason I think this this show has a um has a lot of merit and uh and I enjoyed watching it. But I understand that that's not necessarily how you felt. So yeah, I mean, I get. I, I also enjoy the characters they focus on because I like that journey. I like what's going on. Yeah, it sound you know everything about it is something I do like, but it just didn't captivate me. Gotcha. I wasn't invested in the characters. I wasn't invested in the story. So it's like, you know, they have everything here is good. And I definitely, again, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I think kids can like it. And I think, you know, adults can like it. You know, it's, it's a show that I am happy people can enjoy and take pleasure in. But there wasn't, there wasn't much to it that just drew me in. And uh, the only things that drew me in were like, cause I just like the character design of Skeletor. I like that oh, evil yeah. villain, like that, you know, that snide, especially when it's kind of voiced by fucking. Mark Hamill. Yeah, and somebody Mark else Hamill voiced... was the high, high was definitely the highlight of all the voice acting. Um, even yeah. though I thought that everybody did a great job. Oh yeah, it's I just, mean, some and choices that's like... he made really cracked me up. <laughs> yeah, and that and that's what I'm saying is like everybody else. I think everybody did a good job, but from everything, and maybe it's just because Mark Hamill just overshadows people. But from like from all of it. He seemed like the only one who was taking like a lot of good choices, like a lot of good right. risks with everything he was doing. Even if it is just like very similar to other character voices he's done, right. there are still a lot of good, unique differences in there that you hear Skeletor come through. Right. And it's beautiful. I just, to bounce off that, you're referencing 
it is his skeletal voice is pretty close to the Joker voice, but I mean it's Mark Hamill. Yeah. What do you want? Uh, you want the Joker? Yeah. Voice? <laughs> but there's but there's enough. Yeah, there's enough differences yeah. that you hear more of a Skeletor sounding like yeah. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like yeah. It's like Definitely. yay. <laughs> but there's another there's another actor who does a different version of Skeletor, and I can't remember. I want to say it was Todd Taylor, but I don't. I don't know and if that's correct or not. Who plays? Yes, it's Todd. It's Tony Todd. Tony Todd. Thank you. Yeah, Tony Todd, Candyman. Yes, exactly. He plays Scareglow, and Scareglow. Yeah, that's right. Like I his, love that name because Skeletor is like he's supposed to be a demon incarnate, right? Like in a in a person's body, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Anyhow, this is his like in in hell actual demon version. The, the the cool part was though when when he started speaking, I was just like, "Is that Candyman?" Because I was like, I was immediately because he also does. Uh, I think I can't remember which. I think it's Professor Zoom and the yes, Flash and CW. I can't the remember. the costume version, not the not the human personality version, just the costume voice. Right? Uh, I, it, is it Zoom? I think I don't know if they ever land labeled the Professor part on it. I think they might just refer to him as Zoom. Yeah, it might have been. But he does. He's just. Like, he's such a unique voice that yeah. when when I heard it, I was just like, "Oh God, is that is that him?" Yeah, it was like Tony Todd. It, it was and then, also and then at the same. T- yeah, at the same time, it sounded like it might have been Mark Hamill doing Tony Todd. Yeah, it really did. It, <laughs> I was just like, I, I had no idea it until threw I looked me. at I the had cast to look it up. list. Uh, uh, honestly, I was like, "Ooh, it, that is mighty different." But it could be Mark Hamill, and right. so I had to look it up. And yeah, it, but it's, it's just because Mark is such a good impressionist. Like, I don't oh, know if definitely. you've ever seen him do Harrison Ford, oh, but he's yeah. so fucking hilarious. <laughs> like he's so good. He nails, he nails the people he works with because I feel like he is just like a, such a, a, you know, a charitable, personable human being that you right. just, you, you have fun around him that he just gets to know you pretty well. But he was the star of the show for me. He was the one draw and he's only in like two episodes. Maybe he does like smaller cast characters that I didn't pick up. He, but like the he's in five episodes. So he's in all he's in all five of yes. Uh, he, but he just plays Skeletor. I think there's a lot of back flashback scenes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, but I will say like he is mostly in like episode one, episode five, right. and everything he's in is where I'm far more intrigued. And I don't know if it's just because I like Mark Hamill, you know, more than the Moon, but it's just. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing else really grabbed me. I really liked the characters. I really liked, you know, the following all those female leads. That's a lot of fun. And I definitely loved Evil Lynn. But yeah. I, I forgot all of it. It's all fading. You know, it's like I don't it, – it, I watched sure. it not too long ago, maybe like two or three weeks ago. And it's hard for me to grasp everything that happens. I remember the big bits. And I also remember that it got like crazy fucking dark and awesome at the very end. Like enough dark that I'm like maybe I'll watch season two if they come back with it or season three right. or whatever they call yeah. this. The the cliffhanger is is pretty fun. I think it it's still only just the second part that's supposed to come out, but okay. they have. I mean, Kevin Smith's written ten episodes. Uh, mm. He's already credited for that, and that's that's the other thing. They're very short. You know, they're like twenty minutes long. Right. There's only five of them. It's like it's watch. it's really easy to watch. Yeah. So it's like I might come back for season two just because that cliffhanger was empowering enough, right? And as you said, all these characters do have depth, and there is more to their tale. It's just 
I was playing Animal Crossing or something. Like, I just <laughs> I was not invested. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a great setup for whatever the second part is. I, I'm 100% on that. But uh, it does kind of take that step back because, like, as you were saying, like, the beauty of this season was that – for you was that it, it explored a whole new path. Right. But kind of at the end, they kind of do just kind of hit the reset. I mean, not really, but they, they do bring back more elements of that what you had in the first episode to the very end. And it's just like, maybe we're not going to be following the same path for the next 10, you know, maybe it's going to be more, more focused on Adam slash he-man than Tila. Tila. Yes. Tila. Uh, So, but yeah, we're just going to have to see. We really don't know. I do find Tila far more intriguing of a character than what we got of Adam and he-man. Like I do, I do like the Adam he-man character, but I, I feel like I'm more intrigued by her as a lead. So they, I, I feel like at the end, this is a, a slight spoiler. He-Man is weakened at the end of the show. So it still might be heavily focused on Tila. Yeah. Uh, we really don't know what, what direction they're going to take with that. But I think that making it a Masters of the Universe show instead of just the He-Man show. If you listen to the original uh, <laughs> the original theme song, <laughs> they literally just say He-Man over and over again. Uh, so it, it really just feels he like man. he's the only character. Please tell me somewhere along the line, though, there's like scouts who are just like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, as far as I can tell, it's just them saying He-Man. I, okay, I turned it off like at, at like 40 seconds left. But it was just them saying, <laughs> so, man. And everybody, everybody's now going to comment like, you dumbass, the last 30 seconds are when they're like, Tila and Cat Guy and this person and that guy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, there is there is this one element to it that I, I really kind of want them to go into more. So if you don't know anything about this world, it's it's very high fantasy, but high technology at the same time. And there's this particular character who is, is whose brain is basically controlled by nanobytes bots or whatever and he decides that he's just going to start a religion and infect everybody and they got this news <laughs> like science religion and it's kind of super scary um <laughs> i kind of real go world into that. yeah i kind of hope they go into that a little bit more because uh that was fun i honestly don't remember what happened in the end of that character so like you said, I do think yeah, I don't that even, there is some very easily forgettable stuff about this. That I don't even remember that entire plot line. I don't know which oh, character you're talking man. about. I don't remember I don't any of that. What he's called. He might be called Triclops or I, I don't know. Somebody who's a real Just, fan is real. They, they're like unfollow oh, they, right now. They, they just, stopped. Yeah, they stopped listening a long time ago. <laughs> but if you didn't stop listening... If you didn't stop listening and you and you enjoyed what you have heard, even if we have been contrary to your beliefs, you can go down to patreon.com slash green and faceless and uh, check out our tiers there and uh, maybe sign up. You yeah, know? that'd be great. Help us out a little bit. Help that us out awesome. a little bit. That would be awesome. If you like the show, that would be great. And you also get to vote on a monthly episode yeah. that we call the potato pick because you're couch potatoes. And we love you for it. Definitely. Now, sorry to interrupt here. Sorry to you. You're ready to I go for remember. your closing. Oh good. yeah, this closing statement. So, I like this movie. That's not even a movie. I'm such a terrible <laughs> podcaster. This show is fun, I think, but I understand why somebody could completely hate it. With if you're just given this these five episodes, I see a good portion of people not watching past the first episode for reasons that we talked about. However, 
I am excited to see what the next five episodes are. So keep it up, Kevin. Thank you for being the best nerd out there. And that the biggest thing I want to get across is that even though we're divisive on your show, we want you on ours. Oh, yeah. Like, I fucking love Kevin Smith. Like, yeah. as a creator, I respect anybody who has, like, such imaginative awesomeness. Yeah. And, like, he, you know, he continues to impress even if I don't like everything that he puts down. Right. But, you know, in, in here... As you said, he's a fucking amazing nerd, and, like, he definitely, I'm sure, did this with a lot of passion. Oh, yeah. It, it, it reads across super well to a lot of people, and it makes me happy that a lot of people love it. But I just wasn't, you know, it didn't grip me as a kid, the show, and coming into it as an adult, I wasn't heavily invested to get from the get-go. So, it's probably just that, honestly. Like, right. it could have just been me not being, like, super excited about it, but at the same time, I looked at it and I was like, yeah, they're 20 minute episodes, five episodes. I can fucking do that. Right. Like, that's not that bad. And it wasn't that bad. I'm not, I didn't hate the show. Like, I know I started off at the very episode at the beginning saying I hated it, but like, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't actually hate it. I just, I'm not going to remember that I watched it in two months. Sure. That's totally fair assessment. And that's, and that's a first for the TV talks, I think, because again, most shows that I'm going to put all of my time and effort in and watching it completely. I'm probably going to enjoy yeah. because I'm the kind of guy that if I'm not wowed within the first few episodes, I'm not sticking around. That that's that's, that's the creator's chance to get me. And if they don't get me, I'm gone. Yeah. And if everybody else is like, no, you just got to stick around to season two. I'm going to grab him by the shoulders and be like, you don't understand obsessive compulsive disorder. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> so I give it a face. I don't think I said that. But I give it a face. I'm excited for season two. I would give it two stars. I'm going to give it two and a half because it is, again, it's geared towards children. And even though I do still fall in that audience of people who would like high fantasy anime like this or animation like this, I'm, I'm just going to give it a, a, a half a star as a... It's because you're not sure it's for you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a gimme star. It's like, you know, two and a half, still enjoyable. Still recommendable to people who love this kind of shit. You know, not kind of shit as in it's bad, but this kind of right. stuff. This, yes. this yeah. enjoyable stuff. Yes. <laughs> this content <laughs> just please, wasn't for me. Please do not read into uh, the con. Like, oh, why can't I? Ha I used to have a vocabulary. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> I knew, I used to have synonyms and like adjectives, yeah. but like I got rid of them quickly. What? I replaced what? them with other unnecessary stuff, like how to play a harmonica. Yeah. I guess you just <laughs> only have so much brain power, guys. Uh, or, or it just gets buried. It, my brain, you know, if it was like a filing cabinet, I'm sure that there's no folders in there. It's just all stacked. Yeah. And tossed around. I try to put up like that mind palace that Sherlock has. Like yeah. I try to, you know, uh -huh. to build that in my own mind. And it was just a lot of cobwebs and empty rooms. And there's like maybe like <laughs> five books on a shelf somewhere. Yeah. Like I couldn't like find them. In there, so. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I was in there for like five minutes and I was like, it's really cold in here. Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's another thing. Like I have a, um, where I'm seated because my computer is in very bad condition and it's hard to move it. I am like, being blasted by my air conditioner. Oh my god. And like I need the air conditioner on because if it's not on, it's gonna get really fucking hot in this room really fucking fast. And I could open up a window, but the only window I have is in my bedroom. 
my god! And if I were to open if I were to open up my screen door, my dog would go through that within five seconds. Oh yeah! So I need the AC on on these hot days. The problem is, it distributes really well throughout the room. But if I'm sitting right underneath it, I'm freezing the fuck ever. That's <laughs> cold, and it makes it really hard to think too when you're just sitting there shivering. And it's like fuck. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, you gotta have the AC on when it's hot. I, I mean, I'm sorry if that really fucks with anybody who listens to us. I think we do a pretty good job of editing it out. But anyhow, yeah, is that our show? Yeah, that's our jumbled, messed up, crazy yeah. ass show, and I love it. I, I do. I love doing this, even if, <laughs> even if we're terrible at it. I don't care. I've been the face. Of I've been. One. And I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, Please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.